Hello, and welcome to a Summer Days edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, and a feast of information that can only be served with one condiment, catch-up. As in, this is another catch-up edition of a show that seeks to bring you evidence of what's transpired in local and regional government. It's June 28th, and I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, an update on Habitat for Humanity's redevelopment of Southwood, a brief look at economic gardening, and the Charlottesville Police Department releases its annual report for 2020. In today's Substack-fueled shout-out, Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit the Code for Charlottesville website to learn more, including details on projects that are underway. Before the segments with sound bites, a few bits of timely information. Governor Ralph Northam has announced that the General Assembly will convene in a special session on August 2nd to fill judicial vacancies and to allocate over $4.3 billion in federal relief funding related to the pandemic. In May, Northam and legislative leaders put forth a statement that seeks to prioritize the funds as an investment on Virginia's future. We reject calls to refuse these federal dollars, and we support the law's prohibition on cutting state taxes to substitute federal dollars. We embrace this rare opportunity, and we choose to invest. The five broad categories for investment include helping public health, helping small businesses, helping workers, helping public schools, and to deploy broadband across the Commonwealth. The Charlottesville Police Department has released their annual report for 2020. The total number of reported crimes continued a downward trend from 3,168 total Group A offenses in 2018 to 2,492 in 2020. Group A ranges from homicide to weapon laws violations. Four people were murdered in 2020, compared to only one person in 2018 and two in 2019. The number of calls for shots fired increased in 2020 to 292, up from 185 in 2018 and 169 in 2019. Overall, there were 35,744 calls for service last year. You can read the report in a link in the newsletter. For the second year in a row, Monticello will hold a private ceremony on Independence Day for the naturalization of new American citizens. It is an annual tradition for such an event to be held each July 4th with a prominent speaker. Last year, the event was not held for the public due to the COVID pandemic, and this year will once again be a virtual celebration featuring highlights from previous years. To get a sense of what these are like, you can take a listen to the 2006, the 2008, or the 2017 edition in links on the Charlottesville Podcasting Network. You can get all of those in the newsletter. After years of planning, construction is well underway for the Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville's redevelopment of the Southwood Mobile Home Park in Albemarle's southern growth area. Land has been cleared along Old Lynchburg Road to make way for the first phase of the project. Andrew Baxter is the Director of Operations for Habitat, and he briefed the 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committee at their meeting on June 17, 2021. 
Last September, as you're probably aware, we had the ribbon cutting, um, have owned the park uh, for a number of years, invested a great deal in um, basic infrastructure and, and safety uh, over the years. In August of 2019, the Board of Supervisors approved a rezoning of nearly 34 acres of land from R2 to the Neighborhood Model District, and the concept plan in the application is for up to 450 homes. We're operating now under a 2019 approved uh, non-displacement plan. Uh, that's our, our primary commitment in this in this redevelopment, that we will not displace residents of the current residents of the park, uh, unless, of course, they, they choose to go somewhere else. Baxter said the idea had been to not move any existing residents in the first phase, but issues with aging septic systems on the site has forced a change. If you can imagine a trailer park that was initially put in place in the 1950s and 60s, um, about half the park is not on public sewer. Um, so that's created some significant challenges. In all, 26 mobile homes are in the process of being relocated, and that work is expected to be complete in August. Baxter said Habitat is complying with the Federal Uniform Relocation Act as part of those efforts. The, the options there uh, vary from physically moving a trailer to an empty pad on the park and the family goes with it, um, to uh, moving a family to a vacant trailer that we own, um, uh, to moving the trailer uh, off property uh, to a location that's uh, identified and desirable um, by, the, by the family, by the homeowner. The first lots to be used for new homes will be ready this fall. Um, and that will allow for the construction of what we call Village One, so Phase One Village One, uh, which will be a combination of um, duplexes, there's one single family dwelling in Village One, um, and then four condo units, or four condo buildings that constitute 20 units total. Baxter said the process is also underway for existing residents to apply for Habitat's home ownership program. And that is an incredibly detailed, individualized process for each family um, that involves uh, financial coaching, um, that is, uh, you know, to get those folks ready, if they want to, uh, to be Habitat homeowners. At the same time, the Piedmont Housing Alliance has been successful in their application for low-income housing tax credits for 70 units in what's to be called Southwood Apartments. So there's, you know, very low rent units will be available for certain folks if they qualify as well. A second rezoning application is also being prepared for the rest of the Southwood redevelopment. Partners in the project so far are Falconer Construction, Atlantic Builders, and Southern Development. Atlantic is building the condominiums, and Southern Development is building the market rate units. There is other construction happening nearby on Old Lynchburg Road. After Baxter spoke, County Planner Tori Canalopoulos gave details on site plans that are under review, such as part of the Albemarle Business Campus development for which ground has already been broken. And so Block 5 includes a 103,500 square foot um, self-storage building with additional retail space and restaurant that would be about 3,800 square feet. Later in the meeting, Supervisor Donna Price updated the CAC on items the board has been up to lately. I've not yet had a chance to review the recent public hearing on the Housing Albemarle update. 
So let's hear from Supervisor Price about why only parts of the plan were adopted at the meeting on June 16th. The board clearly, uh, a, a very, very clear consensus was support for the overall theme and structure. There were four areas that we did not vote to approve last night, and that would be an incentives package for developers, what percent of affordable housing needs to be provided in a rezoning? Currently it's 15% and there's a proposal to raise it to 20%. What the term of the length of the term for the affordable housing would be? Currently it's 10 years and the proposal is to raise it to 30 years for rental units and 40 years for sale units. Price said the final item where supervisors had concerns was over how affordability is measured. At the public hearing, many representatives from the development community expressed concern about their increased costs. Ideas for incentives include tax breaks, reduced utility connection fees, and expedited application review. We want to have a policy that not only makes us feel good, but it will achieve good. So, you know, why we would while we would like to go from 15 to 20 percent affordable housing, is that going to be an economically viable? Stay tuned. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In this subscriber-supported public service announcement, over the course of the pandemic and since, the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society has provided hours and hours of interviews, presentations, and discussions about interpretations and recollections of the past. All of this is available for you to watch for free on the Historical Society's YouTube channel. There's a link in the newsletter. There's even an appearance by me talking about my work on Siebelpedia. What else can you find? And finally today, at their meeting on June 15th, the Board of Directors of the Economic Development Authority got presentations on projects that seek to improve businesses in Virginia and the region. The work of the Economic Development Office is directed by a strategic plan known as Project Enable. Roger Johnson is the Director of Economic Development. One component of Project Enable was to launch a business retention and expansion strategy. To get ideas, economic development staff have been in talks with their counterparts at the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Jason Smith is the manager of a program called Economic Gardening which seeks to nurture existing companies, started in the Commonwealth. It's geared towards uh, uh, facilitating growth for Virginia companies. This is not about finding that next big uh, base hit or home run. This is about working with folks in our backyard. This is about working with companies that are looking to grow. They might not have that, you know, that million dollar budget like the, the, the Googles and uh, uh, Amazons have. Uh, this program will create a, an even playing field uh, for those companies. The program is aimed at manufacturing companies and other trades who are considered at their second stage and offers training tools and advice on how to boost sales and overcome growth challenges. Two Albemarle companies that have participated in the program are Gropen and Biomic Sciences. They get access to data, research, and intelligence they wouldn't otherwise have. We're able to determine where they should expand, when they should, should expand, and what their competitors are doing. That puts them in a better position to be successful long term. 
Later in the meeting, the Central Virginia Small Business Development Center made a pitch for additional funding from the EDA to help fill a financial shortfall projected for the next fiscal year. Rebecca Haydock is the organization's director. Albemarle County makes up a significant portion of the work that we do. It is the largest recipient of our um, resources with about, you know, clients being about 44% of them for the 10 municipalities we serve. Specifically, Haydock asked for $25,000 to help unlock another $66,000 from the state. The EDA agreed to make the contribution. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority next meets on June 30th for a special meeting to discuss whether it would be acceptable for a piece of property at Southwood to be transferred to ownership to the Piedmont Housing Alliance from Habitat for Humanity. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you so much for listening. This is a Monday edition, and there's a lot to get to this week to get ready for the second half of the year. Have you got your plans ready for how you're going to be celebrating the advent of the fiscal year? June 30th is going to be a wild, wild night. Um, except I'm sure it's not. Uh, thank you, though, for listening, and thanks for taking this seriously, because I certainly try to, even though occasionally there are uh, teehees and guffaws. Uh, but at the moment, this is the end of the program. Uh, if you have enjoyed listening to it, really would appreciate it if you would consider a Patreon contribution. Through Patreon, what that does is it helps to support uh, general research that I do, uh, which which includes all manner of things, keeping an eye on lots of different programs. Uh, there's some other ideas cooking for the near future. Uh, and there are various tiers uh, that can get you access. The next thing I have to do after this is to record the podcast for the $10 a month folks. Uh, trying something new today. We'll see if it works out. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe out there and, uh, you know, uh, stay cool as well. That's another thing we can say. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I will be back in the near future with another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. <laughs>